0: Maybe, I, uh, love I love panda. I love me some too. panda. Panda's amazing. What's your I, go-to I, order, Will?
1: Oh, you gotta go to <laughs> go plate, because they give you more when you get a to-go plate. So you do a to-go plate. Correct. I do orange chicken and Beijing beef, and then yes. fried rice and half oh. lo mein, and then soy sauce it up. Now, okay. I'm a weird eater. I've never
0: done half and half. I, I always go lo mein, but I, I, I like mean, that you had that.
1: Yeah, it's great. Now, I eat... Th- I'm a weird eater. I eat things one at a time. So I'll eat my fried rice and my lo mein first separately Mm -hmm. I don't mix and then I'll go to Beijing beef and last but not least the delectable orange chicken every now and then I'll get an egg roll on the side with some sweet and sour sauce
2: my order uh the uh oh gosh what y'all just said I've lost the name of it
1: lo mein no 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 orange chicken Beijing beef orange chicken orange
2: chicken and the coconut shrimp
1: does, see, that's a premium item that that costs extra. It does. Daddy doesn't it does. do that. Daddy doesn't do that.
0: I'm surprised I, you do it, Honeycut.
2: I have to because I like it so much. Like if wow. I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get dish out the money to get it. All right, their their um, egg rolls are pretty good too. Welcome to episode eight of the FL FFFL podcast. Again, it's your host, Matthew Honeycutt. And again, we are joined on this awesome podcast by John Lassie, co-host and co-host Will
0: Myers. How are y'all doing, guys? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, just a uh, heads up to all our our listeners out there. If you hear a baby crying in the background, that's that's on me. So hopefully she stays asleep.
1: Yeah, not great. I'm two and five. You know how good how good can it be?
2: But even with a bad team, do you still enjoy fantasy football?
1: Honestly, it makes it way less enjoyable. That it is, does. It does make it less I, enjoyable. You know, I like will say Honeycutt, I am offended by your characterization of my team as a bad team. I like to think I'm middle of the road with a lot of bad luck. So
2: okay. It's however you want to spin it to make yourself well, feel good.
1: listen, in the league standings, I think I'm like, I don't know, six in points four, but I'm freaking first by a lot in points against. So,
2: I agree with that sentiment. I have a really high points four and a really high points against. I feel like I'm pretty good, but my win-loss does not necessarily reflect that.
1: Yeah, you're six in the playoff spot, though. I'm yeah. Tempted. Bummer.
0: Anyways, bummer. Bummer. Yeah.
2: Well, guys, uh, real quick, John, you want to give us some pod stats updates?
0: Yes. So uh, we have a seven episodes so far. Um, this is obviously our eighth episode. One hundred twenty eight plays all time. Estimated audience of eighteen and twelve unique listeners. So we're uh, we're decreasing a bit there from last week. We
2: gotta spice it up. Get these people interested in listening. Keep yeah. Listening. Hopefully we can get some spicy takes today. We do.
0: We do have two mailbag questions that we'll get to later. So.
2: Nice. Got to answer what our fans want to know.
0: And I, I do want to say uh, maybe part of the reason I, I'm going to say it's all the reason we have only two mailbag questions in the description episodes. Um, our our email address has been wrong. So I have been saying it right in, in but the and all the descriptions.
2: Okay. So that's on us a little bit.
0: Our email address is FL. It is a little. Our email address is F L, F F F L. dot F-F-F-L pod at gmail.com. So that's FL, then three F's and then another L dot pod at gmail.com.
2: Okay. There you have it. We would love to get some questions for a official full episode, mailbag episode or segment. Um, but we definitely are going to respond to some that we've gotten. So, We'll go ahead. We'll hop in. What are some quick takeaways from this last week, week seven of fantasy football? Will, what you got for us?
1: So uh, Alvin Kamara, who I think is is a really good player, but he's pretty hot and cold, was very hot this week. Uh, had 35 points. He had almost 30 last week, but he also has games of seven and 13 points. That's kind of tough, but he had a great week. But also if we look at this uh, – Funky Town Fellas and Run DMC scoreboard. By the way, it's just hilarious because Run DMC's third highest score had 11.9 points and he still won. Because if you look at Funky Town Fellas, his quarterback scored two. <clears throat> that stinks. And his second his second highest score on his team was Khalif Raymond. So yikes, that's not that's not great. But really, <laughs> just kind of a funny matchup between Funky Town Fellas and Run DMC this week. <clears throat>
2: Correct, but Kamara, continued yeah, continue to show out.
1: Yeah, he's definitely gotten uh, the week before the bye, He was re- he was good, and this past week he was fantastic. Saints got a very interesting win over Seattle this week, and Kamara had a huge part to play in that game. So yeah, he had ten catches, show. ten mm-hmm. catches, which tender is how they should make- be using him. So
2: yeah, and it looked a lot. Uh, Going back to a year when Drew Brees was a quarterback, Jameis looked a lot more comfortable throwing the drop down to Camara um, in this last game. So we'll see if that continues. But Will, I think you had one more takeaway. Do you want to share it with us?
1: Uh, I do not. Okay. I want to wait till later. I will talk about <laughs> okay. that when you bring it up later on in the show.
2: Okay. Sounds good. Um, John, what do you got for us?
0: Yes. Yeah, I wanted to look and see, you know, how our. We'll talk about the top, the uh, top four rankings, but I wanted to see how the number one guys, if they were d- really distancing themselves. Specifically, um, Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup are di- are just continuing to dominate and distance themselves from the pack. So, uh, Derrick Henry is fifty four points ahead of the next guy, um, which is uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, and just wanted to make this note here: if Henry. Continued to score his average, which is insane, by the way. It's 27.33. So if he continue to score his average for the rest of the year, DeAndre Swift would have to average 32.73 to catch up to him, to just to tie him by the end of the year. Wow. Over 10 games. And Swift is – what position is he right now? Number two. Wow. A lot of buys.
1: Factor into Swift being two, but
0: still. Well, still. no. They, I mean, Henry and Swift both have 10, 10 games left.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is Eckler, you know, or somebody like oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. But Najee that, Harris would probably be too, but no, Swift yeah, I see. I played this week, but yeah. you're my the point still stands. You're right. right. Like, it's crazy how far ahead Derrick Henry is from the two spot. Yeah. Cooper
0: Cup is the same way. So he's 42 points ahead of Tyreek Hill. They both also have 10 weeks left. Um, if Cup scored his average, which is, uh. Tw- also twenty seven point seven seven. It's just insane. Um, Hill would have to average thirty one point nine seven points per game to tie at the tie cup at the end of the year. That's um, Travis Kelsey, which I think we would assume, we would have assumed at this point is just would be carrying it away. Actually, only has a twelve point lead over Mark Andrews. And quarterbacks, as we know, has been kind of shuffling around, but Tom Brady just has a nine-point lead over uh, Jalen Hurts, so uh, they're not really, you know, distancing themselves. But Henry and Cup are just going off; it's insane. And again, this
2: this week, I had firsthand view of Jalen Hurts squeaking out twenty points at the end of the game, like it was at halftime, and he had had like five or six points. I'm like, nice. I'm gonna get a big gap between my quarterback and his and who I was playing as quarterback. And then hurts ended up with 23 points. It's just crazy. Nuts. Um, but John, some great takeaways, um, for week seven. So for myself, I'm going to pose a question for us to kind of think through and I have an answer and that's kind of my takeaway, but who is the most underperforming fantasy player so far based off their draft value. And so, Y'all, to think about that. Maybe think of an answer you want to give. I want to look at Calvin Ridley. Um, he was drafted as the number four wide receiver, but he's currently wide receiver forty-two. Mm. He had he was out one week, and he has had his bye already. But still, I still feel like he is underperforming based off where he was drafted. He was drafted number fifteenth overall in our draft, and that was right where he was kind of projected. So. That's my takeaway. Calvin Ridley just really underperforming based off where he's been drafted and where he was supposed to be drafted. So, it could be an interesting takeaway for y'all out there for anyone who has Calvin Ridley. I think he's been traded two or three times in our league already. Is that three right? Three times, yeah. 3 times. So, he's been huge trade bait. Hey, he could have a ton of upside still because he hasn't performed, but a little risky. So, as far as that question goes for y'all to, who do y'all and y'all may have not looked at this at all, but maybe just throw out a, a quick name of who hasn't performed.
0: I I do think I do agree with what you're saying about Ridley, and you know, and we'll talk about him in, in a little bit um, because he's he was involved in a trade to my team. But um, I, you know, part of so. He is he is underperforming, but his ga- his per game average, like you said, he's already had his buy and he's missed a game due to injury, I think, so or personal reasons or something. Mm-hmm. He's still averaging just under fifteen points a game, so it's not again not number fifteen overall pick worthy, but it's not like absolutely trash either, you know. So, um, but a guy that I would say and is a guy who was drafted later, actually round six uh, by No Keepers League, is Brandon Ayuk um he had a lot of hype coming into the season he had a, a pretty good season last year and he has literally been terrible i mean he has been terrible for the 49ers he's ranked 94th overall he's basically useless should be dropped i don't know why if he's still on a roster i think he is but um anyway just that's a guy i think has been really disappointing um you know he was drafted in the sixth round for us or in our league and isn't even producing that level. I mean, just guy guys around him that were drafted after him were T Higgins, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Robbie Anderson has also been disappointed. Chase Claypool, um, had, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. other wide receivers that are like Jerry Judy, you know, Devonte Smith. I mean, they're DJ shark. There's other guys that are Cortland Sutton. All those guys who were drafted after him and, and have been performing arguably better than him. So, no, I've that's got, a, that's a go. great
2: point. Uh, before we get to yours, Will, great point, uh, John. Intern Steve just gave me a list of his breakdown. So he had zero points week one, 1. 1.6, 14.5, 2.5, 5.2, and 1.9.
0: Terrible. Yeah, that's one, terrible.
2: One week over 10 and the rest were under five. That's real
1: bad. So I have one that might be worse. That might be worse than Calvin Ridley. Uh, can we talk about... Allen Robinson, real fast. Oh, yeah, that's a good Man, one. Man, that is a good
2: one. He that's is the
1: one. 59th ranked wide receiver. He averages 7.7 7 <laughs>
0: points so per bad. game.
1: It's so oh. bad. And he was drafted 27th overall in the third round. And he's giving this team, the third player taken on this team, giving him 7.7 7 points a game. And to your point, Honeycutt, when you talk about like more than 10, all right, over under 15 points for his highest game. Under. Under by a lot.
2: Uh, under, yeah. I 10, looked at it.
1: 10.4 is his highest game. The yeah. rest are under 10, including games of 4.7 and 3.6. For a wide receiver who's theoretically like going into the season the number 1 wide receiver on the team, that is so bad. That is so bad.
2: Well, the Bears have been Really bad.
1: Yes. They absolutely have been. But this guy, like, you know, we obviously have players, like, injured, like CMC or Saquon Barkley, uh, Clyde O'Shea, or any of these guys who have had to deal with injuries that have hampered them a little bit. This guy's been healthy. To my knowledge, he's not even been doubtful or questionable for one week, and Mm -hmm. he's just been terrible. So...
2: I mean, you may have said this, but he was drafted 27th in our league.
0: 27th. Do you know how many wide receivers, receivers were 12. drafted before him? Eleven. He's wide receiver 12.
1: 12. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's wide receiver 12. That's crazy. Yeah, uh,
2: I, I, I might. I will probably change my pick. I think he got me on that one. That's a good. Yeah. A good well, point. it's
0: with Ridley. It is. It's hard because he he is, was the fourth wide receiver off the board, and his is ranked in the 40s. You know what I mean? So technically, that's a bigger jump than. Robinson 12 to he's ranked 59, but he is he has been terrible this season for sure.
1: Yeah. And the thing that's like shocking is one game over 10 points. Like, yeah. like 10 points is nothing for a wide receiver.
0: And that was week two. So, as, and, that's his own, and that's his only touchdown. And yes. he had two receptions for four and four targets for 24 yards. So yeah. <laughs> that like, was even a terrible game.
1: His highest yardage game is 63 yards. Yeah, he's broken I mean,
2: 50. Well, he's broken 50 twice. Once, once with so 53. Yeah. So 63
1: and 53 <laughs> yards. This guy's just been astronomically, like, terrible. So, yeah. 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 I mean, hilarious.
2: Yeah, well. I you know, you know what's
1: crazy? He has the same amount of fantasy points so far this season as kicker Brandon McManus, who, <laughs> by the way, has a game with one point and a game with two points. Wow. And he has the same amount of fantasy points as Alan Robinson.
2: I would love for intern <laughs> Steve to tell us how many kickers and defensive ha- defenses have more points than him.
1: Uh, I can run through it really fast if you want me to. I mean. Real I fast. Chase He's McLaughlin, good. Buccaneers D, Mason Crosby, Greg, The Leg, Zerline. And then next page. One second. Mason
0: Crosby with like five missed field goals in one Greg, game.
1: Greg Joseph, <laughs> Randy Bullock, uh, Cardinals D, Daniel Carlson, Graham Gano, Matt Prater, Tyler Bass, Matt Gay, Justin Tucker, Bills D. <sighs> I mean, wow. this is this is, and we still have more to go. I'm sure. Hold on one second.
2: Uh, Bills D is number one, so that's all the defenses.
1: That might be all the kickers too, then.
2: Yeah, I mean that's still a pretty. That's a lot. That's almost double digits.
0: Yeah, that's a hardy it's list. Double It's a lot for a round three wide receiver.
1: So, anyways, that's Crazy. that's probably the uh, that's probably the worst player in fantasy from from my perspective, other than Calvin Ridley.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, that's a. We'll keep an eye on both those players and see how it pans out. I I would expect Calvin Ridley to heat up a little bit. So I don't know about Allen Robinson though. So I do
1: not expect Allen Robinson to heat up. Yeah. So we'll see.
2: Well, that concludes our quick takeaways. We are going to run through really fast, do our top four player rankings for each position just to kind of see where they've shuffled, give you all some info out there. So Tom Brady, this is based off points, overall points scored so far. Tom Brady is one. Jalen Hurts is two. Kyler Murray is three. Lamar Jackson is four. And Mahomes and Allen has dropped out of the top four. Mahomes isn't looking great. Josh Allen I think will get back, but – Um, interesting there. As far as running backs go, uh, of course, King Henry is number one. We'll talk about him. We already talked about him a little bit. Maybe talk about him more. I think he's going to be there for a while. DeAndre Swift is two. Jonathan Taylor gets in. And then four is Austin Eckler. Zeke and Najee drop out. They weren't playing. I think they'll pop back in. One Uh, quick
0: note on the running backs here. Um, Running backs taken before DeAndre Swift. Chris Carson, and he's injured, but still not great. Miles Sanders just got injured, but has been bad this year. C.H. and Joe Mixon, all taken before before DeAndre Swift.
2: Which I think in episode one or two, uh, me and Will both kind of jumped on the Detroit Lions backfield uh, bandwagon. And then Swift is actually taken over there, and Williams has fallen off. So I expect Swift to continue to be up there. I don't know. What yeah. is what is your take on that, Will? you still on the bandwagon?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Swift at least produces. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's going to – I don't know if he'll be top four the rest of the season, but he's up there. He'll be a top five may, maybe, but definitely top ten running back for the rest of the year. So he's not hurt, I think. Yeah. Totally agree.
2: Um, and then as wide receivers moving on. Uh, we Cooper Cup, I mean, he is just killing it. Like you said before, don't know if anyone's going to catch him. Tyreek Hill is two. The man, Jamar Chase, is absolutely killing the game as a rookie wide receiver. Um, I don't know. I was surprised, Will, we haven't landed on him yet. Maybe we'll talk about him later. Um, and then... Devontae Adams is four. I have no idea. I'm an owner of Devontae Adams. I don't know how he's in the top four.
1: It's kind of shocking, honestly. I agree with that.
2: I I mean, he's on my team, and he just – he hasn't – he's had one breakout week that he did really well, but the other ones have just kind of been like, okay. Not just what I thought I would get out of the number one wide receiver. But anyways.
0: um, And then our – Hold on, hold on. A few notes on the wide receivers. So wide receivers taken before Jamar Chase are – we've talked about Allen Robinson was taken before him. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb both taken before him. Keenan Allen and Calvin Ridley. So all these, I mean, pretty big names taken before Jamar Chase. um, Just crazy. And on, on Cooper Cup, we talked about him at the beginning, uh, but the most fantasy points by a wide receiver – this is PPR – the first seven games of a season. Cup this year for 2021 is in first place with 190.4. Marvin Harrison from 1999
2: had 186.8. Wow, he's beating Marvin Harrison.
0: Adam Thielen right. from 2018. You know, remember when Adam Thielen went on that tear? Um, yeah, I he, had one, I he had 179.2 in 2018. Mm-hmm. Torrey Holt in 2003 had 178.3. And uh, Wes Welker in 2011 had 177.3. So, Cup is well ahead, uh, uh, producing well ahead of all those guys. Uh, and I think, I mean, we talked about this a few episodes ago. I really think he's going to finish with the best fantasy production of, of a wide receiver ever.
1: Hey, quick question. Do, you, do we know what the best rookie production ever for a wide receiver is? Like, is Jamar Chase close to that? Man, intern Steve, help us out.
0: Oh, shoot. We don't pay intern Steve enough to figure that out.
1: Well, maybe maybe that can be one of my projects over the week. We got it. Yeah, it's got to be. Almost guaranteed I'm not going to do it, but maybe.
2: Maybe. <laughs> So the interesting thing is about both Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, our, the team in our league that is undefeated has both those players. Yep. And for the first two weeks, I think Jamar Chase was on the bench. Yeah, and yeah, and I tried to trade for him. And now he's, started, he's in the starting lineup, and he's had just, I think, back-to-back-to-back to back to back just really strong performances. Is that right? What's his breakdown points-wise? Well... He had twenty eight point nine, thirteen point seven, and then thirty six point one this week. So, but I mean, he's just—I would love to see where he falls as far as rookie receivers.
1: I mean, Justin Jefferson—he I mean, has, he has six TDs in seven games. Like that's really, really good. And Honeycutt, even the game where he only where he only scored thirteen point seven last week against Detroit, he still had four receptions for ninety seven yards. Like he almost broke the hundred yard mark.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I remember Justin Jefferson had a great rookie year last year, but I don't remember his stat
1: line um so I well, definitely
0: if he, it definitely wasn't this good this early came Je- Jefferson, became, really Jefferson
1: came on hot at the end of the season, yeah, he started off slow as well, but yeah, I, I'm curious what his looked like
2: and I mean i y'all let's not get ahead of ourselves, John, are we talking about jamar Chase later? um I
0: don't think I have him on my list. Oh, no, I do, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, yeah.
2: so we'll we'll skip right now to so get through these top fours, and we'll camp on them later. Um, so, and then tight ends to finish out the top four: Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Mike Geseki, which I guess he's the most relevant Dolphins for sure. Mm-hmm. And then TJ Hawkinson, um, Schultz and Waller drop out of the top four, but I expect them to probably hop back in.
0: Um, tight, just note here: tight ends taken before Geseki in our league: Johnny Smith. Bob Tanyan, Noah Fant, and George Kittle. All taken before Gasecki and they're all not in, in the top four.
2: What about Tyler Higbee? He's on my team. Did he, Was he drafted before?
0: I think Higbee was after. Okay. I would have put, yeah. Okay. I don't know, though. Interesting.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, that rounds out our top fours. Any overarching comments, or do we want to uh, hop into our two melt bag questions?
0: Let's
1: go on to the mailbag. Yeah, I'm really interested what these mailbag questions are.
2: All right, let's go. Let's let's give the people what they want. Let's answer some questions. John, you want to read them out to us?
0: Yeah, sure. So this uh, first mailbag question is from Madison. It's for Will. Uh, She asks, why are you acting like Baylor isn't both a basketball school and a football school?
1: Mm, Madison, great question. I'm excited to educate you in this way. First of all, Baylor is neither. You win one national title, I don't think you consider yourself that sport school. Now, to answer your real question, or to answer your question in another way, let's say, there are no schools that are both football schools and basketball schools. For example, the greatest basketball programs ever, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, UCLA, Kansas, etc. all stink at football. Best football programs ever, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Notre Dame, etc., are all mostly bad, sometimes okay, but definitely not good basketball teams. So that's really the answer. There's no such thing as a good football school and a good basketball school. I will say, Baylor is neither, unfortunately, as most schools are neither. It's no shame in being neither. But anyway, that's the answer. There's no such thing as a good basketball school and football school.
2: And when we use just to clarify, you know, just to make sure we're we're shooting out facts, we're spanning this over the history of both football and basketball leagues. Oh, so of course. Like, yeah, so this is like a totality. You can't use the word good if they just have one national championship. Yeah,
1: you're you're not a you're not a football school if you win one national title. You're just yeah, not exactly like you know. Florida, for example, is a good example of this. Florida won uh at least one, maybe two national titles with Billy Donovan, but by, but under no circumstances would anybody consider Florida a basketball school. I it's mean Flor- Florida's yeah. not even a historically great football program. No, they're a very good one historically, but they're not a great one. So yeah, no, they're they're they won a national title. No one would consider Florida a, football, a basketball school.
2: And then if I also heard your answer correctly. LSU was nowhere in there.
1: No. Now, I will say LSU is probably, these days, a top 10 football program of all time. Um, So, like, we are obviously more of a football school. Um, LSU is one of the few schools also that could probably consider itself a baseball school. There are almost no other schools that can do that. USC is probably the other one, but they haven't won a national title since 1998, but they have four. Texas has six baseball national titles. I don't think they even have one in uh, basketball. They have four in football, I believe. So they could also probably say maybe a baseball school, but no, LSU is a top 10 football program all time. And if you took our greatest basketball team of all time, meaning like you took the best produce position, you have Shaq, Pete Maravich, Bob Pettit. All in the NBA 75. They can make a really, really good, like, all time team. But no, we're, we've made like three final fours. We're not, we're not a basketball school either. So,
0: you had to mention LSU, Honeycutt. I, I didn't bring it up. I well, know. I, I was, to, I, I, was just,
2: I was trying to make his, his, uh, his answer be even more factual because he wasn't being biased with LSU as an answer. No. And look
1: again, LSU is one of the best football programs of all time. And in fact, you could probably make the argument that, you know, maybe you can replace of the list that I said, which was uh, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio state, Michigan, USC, Notre Dame, et cetera. You could pro- you could maybe throw LSU in over a USA, Notre Dame or Michigan because they haven't been relevant in quite some time at USC, you know, 15 years ago, right? That was 15 years ago. Um, but no, I, I would not. I would Does not LSU
0: you have that. more than one national championship in football?
1: We have four. Okay. Yeah. Maybe five, I, I didn't actually know. I was, I was actually curious. Yeah. So. 1958, we won an 03 with Nick Saban. We won an 07 with Les
0: Miles. That's right. We I forgot. We won in 2019 That's
1: with right. orger on Now, here's a testament to how this is just LSU. Anybody can win at LSU. Les Miles and Ed Orgeron won national titles at LSU. Anybody can win at LSU, <laughs> and it is so easy to win there. Anybody could do it, and we just hire people like Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. So we can't win more than one, unfortunately. But
2: anyway, yeah.
0: Well, let's go ahead and get to our our second mailbag question here. I'm
1: excited. What's the next one? Bring it on.
0: So this one is it was in reference to a, a and one of our first episodes. I don't remember which one specifically, but it's from Tyler. He says, "Hey friends, Tyler um, who." Have,
1: do we do we want to say last names or not? Uh, just,
2: let's just do first names. Okay. I didn't, know. From, I didn't know. Respectful.
0: This is from Tyler. Uh, he says, hey, friends, long-time listener, first-time caller. I wanted to drop a line real quick for the mailbag. I'm super plugged into the fantasy football biosphere. So on that note, can't be anything more than pleased with your guys' commentary and insight into the league. Oh, thanks, not, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, appreciate good. Yeah. I must say though, I had a moment of extreme disappointment with the latest pod. Again, this was a few podcast episodes ago. I can't figure out how you let a guy on a sports podcast come on without knowing who the Seattle Sounders are. It's really wow. causing me to take a step back and reevaluate a lot of things. If you guys can answer that question for me, it'd mean a lot. Cheers.
2: Just I'm just I just roasted. Just just got roasted.
1: Great, great question, Tyler. Just a great, I mean, I could not have put it better myself. My jaw dropped when Honeycutt was like Sounders hockey, right? (laughs) I mean, come on, (laughs) that was embarrassing. I am embarrassed for the podcast. I'm glad you brought this up. We really need to have a talk about this because kind of like you, if you're a sports fan, you're a sports fan, you you don't discriminate between sports and Honeycutt insulted both hockey and soccer in one sentence which is pretty impressive so okay can can you discriminate hold on
0: can you discriminate between sport or not discriminate between sports but still not be knowledgeable enough in all the sports to know every single team of every sport especially one as far away as seattle okay great great
1: great first part to that question yes of course of course you can know football better than you know baseball for example i don't have a professional baseball team so I don't follow professional baseball very closely. No, i watch the World Series, blah, 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 those kinds of things. But I know the teams. And I think it's not too much to ask to know the teams in each sport. That's, there's only like- soccer? Yeah. No, the there's soccer
0: right, of a sport in America that is not anywhere near the top five. Thank
2: you. Thank you. That's all. I need to rebuttal. I can't. Wait, I hold on, get... time
0: out. Not anywhere in the top five.
1: What are the top five sports? Interest NFL football okay. and NBA no, no, basketball. No, 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 no,
0: NCAA no. college football, NCAA Board. college basketball, hockey. I just named five sports easy that, that people pay more attention to than soccer. soccer. I miss, okay. I miss question. baseball, M L B baseball, NCAA you said, baseball. You said okay. sports.
1: That... I thought you meant football, baseball, basketball, but you meant leagues not sports.
0: Okay, so still, they're outside the top four in sports. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Right, which is why I asked the
1: question when you said top five sports. Right. I was wondering what you thought the fifth one was. Yes. You meant something different than what you said. That's okay. They're they're also,
2: do I I get an opportunity to rebuttal a
1: little? Yeah, go ahead, honey. Just a nice Just just don't dig yourself into a deeper grave.
2: I will try my best not to, even though I probably will. There, I would... For me as an American, there is really a trifecta of sports, I would say. I don't know what order they're in. They may be different for different people. But those would be probably football, basketball, and baseball for for American, for for, for us here. And so like John said, soccer falls pretty far down the list because I would also put college football – College baseball, like all three of those trifectas, not only have professional, but college in America is much bigger than the sport of soccer here. So, I, I, would, I
0: would say the PGA Tour is bigger than soccer in America. I was yeah. gonna
1: ask. I was gonna ask another question about that. Like, That's a great point, Honeycutt. Do you know who Tony Finau is?
0: Yes, of course he knows who okay. Tony Finau is. This is not an "of course" thing. Oh my gosh, if you don't know who. Wow!
2: Yes, yes. Right, what about
1: what about? Have you heard of this golfer, Gael Monfils?
2: Um, uh, not as familiar with him.
1: I'm Trick I've, question. Not a golfer, tennis okay. player. You got to yeah. know all of. See,
0: I'm a sports guy. Welcome. Finally, you name a sport that people maybe know more about soccer than tennis.
2: I mean, I actually know tennis pretty well too. I I love playing tennis. It's we we play it. Me and my wife play it all the time. My I'm wife just saying,
0: is different than knowing professional tennis, though.
2: Agree. So, I mean, I, I watch it. We love watching it too. I'm I'm just saying the rebuttal is I think soccer for an American falls a little bit lower, and especially the a a the professional American league ML, whatever it's called,
1: for oh soccer. Oh my gosh, honey cuts.
2: <laughs> I can't I, I I will tell you, I will be honest and I'll be vulnerable as a sports person. I don't know the majority of the soccer. Teams professionally in a, the the Major League Soccer here. I don't know the majority of them, and I don't think that's a bad thing.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a show. If You guys can tell me what show this is. I'd be very impressive. I'd be very impressed. But the guy asked the question. Do you know who Liverpool is? Do you know who Liverpool is, honey? I, I
2: I do know. I probably actually know more about international soccer than I know about the teams here.
0: Another okay, well, we sport guys, people like more than American soccer. Thank you, Honeycut.
1: You keep saying sport. Soccer <laughs> is a sport. The Premier League is a league. It's it is a league. not a sport.
2: I know more about the Premier League well, than I know see, You're it.
1: confusing everybody by saying NCAA football <laughs> and NFL football are two different sports. They're not. Okay. They're but, leagues. But I think Anyways,
2: to, the, to the point, I think
1: let me it quote actually – The guy asked him, do you know who Liverpool is? And he said, of course I know who Liverpool is, Professor. I'm a cool American. I've been forcing myself to watch soccer since 2004, which I thought was very funny and applicable to this situation. I uh, am a cool American. You guys,
0: not. (laughs) Whatever.
1: I bet you guys didn't even watch the Formula One race this weekend. No. Oh,
2: my gosh. That is even
1: lower on the list, so... You gotta watch the documentary Try to Survive." It's on Netflix. So good. I'll, I'll wanna,
0: go, I want to end. I want to say one thing here. That uh, it's a tweet that I saw, and y'all know Ted Lasso. I've I've never actually seen it, but I know the premise. Y'all, have y'all watched oh, Ted Lasso? Hilarious. Yes. Okay. Hilarious. Somebody said they tweeted. It's funny that you know they're talking about how it's just funny how people are obsessed obsessed with Ted Lasso because it has the two things that Americans hate the most: soccer and kindness.
1: Nice. Probably true. <laughs> but I will say, one final note, I like to think of myself as a sports guy. Honeycutt, I think you rethink whether you think of yourself as a sports guy, or whether you think of yourself as some, um, I don't know.
0: Well, Mr. a sports guy. Mr. Lawyer, if I'm a sports guy, that means I like more than one sport. So I can like two sports and be a sports guy.
1: That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll further define the sports guy moniker into partial sports guy or complete full sports guy. I'm a complete sports guy. You guys are partial sports. No,
0: guys. I like two complete sports. More than two complete sports. So I'm, I'm, about a, to say. I'm a sports guy.
2: And I probably know more about specific sports than a broad stroke Of a lot of sports take it take it or leave
1: it
0: good question Tyler thank you for sending that in Tyler thank you for getting us going Tyler
1: you and I need to talk we should have our own sports podcast leave these jabronis out of it
0: we have been advertising a mailbag segment and we finally got two questions but let's have three next time come on
2: yeah let's double it we'd love to answer more ask more
1: questions about major league soccer I'd love for Honeycutt to answer them I will do my. Or bad. the NHL for that for that matter. I I like the NHL. Apparently not. I don't. The know. Sounders are not an NHL team. Y'all they have a They have a get new get team top performers. Yes, we can, we can do, do that.
2: Let's do it. Okay, top performer for week. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara.
0: You had a good week. You talked about him already. You did.
2: I think you meant to talk about someone else earlier. That's what I was trying to point I think him. you did too. And you? he
0: said, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm looking at my notes. You guys are totally right. <laughs> oh. Let me go up and do my uh, – I'll do my uh, – podcast my newbie. I'll do my quick takeaway. My quick takeaway <laughs> from this past week. Joe Mixon still stinks. That was my quick takeaway. <laughs> Alvin Kamara was my top performer. Oh so, man! There we go. Done.
0: Uh, I, can't, teed... I can't stop laughing. Oh. Teed you up for that one at the beginning, and you did. swung Dude. and
1: missed. Ooh, oh, I did man. big time, big time.
2: I wasn't gonna call you out, but then after that last segment, I had to.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was good. You know. were you were wrong in the last segment. I was wrong just now. So that was rich. That
0: ones. was rich, guys. That was good. Whew.
1: I'm gonna have to compose myself. I can't stop laughing.
2: Okay. Uh for myself, after that, follow that up. Burrows, baby. I guess I'm gonna stick with this LSU trend too. Man, number it's hard one. Not to. Top quarterback for the week. Burroughs, but, hey,
0: baby. Burrow had a baby.
2: I mean, I'm just saying, like have you he, seen his
1: fake teeth? Can we talk about his fake teeth for a second?
2: I have not seen that. What is that? Dude, about?
1: his teeth are freaking so fake.
2: Like, did he get them knocked out or something? The knees or
1: something. They look terrible.
2: Bummer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, he finished his quarterback one last week, 416 yards, three TDs, 28 points, led all quarterbacks. I mean, for a guy who had Russell Wilson, Joe Burrows has, like, filled the gap really well for me. So very happy with Joe Burrows. And then my second guy.
0: Do you know what his name is? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask that too, because honeycut, you you do this a lot. Actually, you put an S on the uh-huh. end of people's names, like Gaskin. You always say Gaskins.
2: I'm it's, I'm I'm it's saying Joe, the
0: plural, the plural. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. Whatever.
2: Not Joe Burrows. You stick an S on anything, it oh, makes it man. better.
0: Okay, whatever you say, honeycuts.
2: Hey, it's great. There's multiple of us. It's awesome. it's funny because i actually wrote on the next my next person i also threw an s on there so that's very funny uh the next guy i was going to talk about we might have talked about him earlier but kyle pitts
0: it is (laughs) (laughs) pitts this is is the best episode we've ever had (laughs) (laughs) no you got me
2: thinking like I I was going
1: to take it off this day, but oh my gosh. I wish you would have taken it off and that would just been great. Just left it off. Kyle Pitt. Kyle Pitt had a great week.
2: Oh, man. I can't stop laughing. Oh, gosh, man. All right, let is- me
1: give you a note on Kyle Pitt real fast, okay? <laughs> okay? This is actually a real note. He is, I mean, Kyle Pitt. He's the first rookie tight end to have consecutive 100-yard games since the merger. Wow! Even going back to the best rookie tight end ever, Mike Ditka, he did not do that. Hmm. So, wow. Kyle Pitt, pretty
0: I saw impressive. A, I saw a tweet. I don't know if this is true, but it said um, he hasn't dropped a pass since week 10 of 2019 when he was in Florida.
2: I don't think so. I, see, I saw him drop passes as a Falcon, for sure.
0: Okay. That's not true. I, I mean, I don't that was... It was from I a. have not. That's weird.
2: Well, <laughs> let me finish reading his stats. Kyle Pitts, top performer, back-to-back 24-plus point games. Um He had seven receptions, eight targets, 163 yards, 24.3 points this week. Tied in five overall. He didn't even get in the end zone, which is crazy, but... I only see him ramping up. He's getting better and better. As we talked about earlier in, in earlier podcasts, I think for tight ends, it takes a little bit of time for them to get used to a offense. And I think him and Matt Ryan are finally getting a rapport. So the question I pose to y'all, has he met his high draft expectations yet? I know we talked about that earlier.
0: Do we feel like he's getting closer to that? He's, I definitely think he's getting closer. I mean, if he continues the trend that he looks like he's going to be on, then the answer is going to be a resounding yes. If he, if he drops off and scores five points a week for the rest of the season, then obviously no, you know, I mean, I don't think that'll happen. I think he has reached this new level. Um, I think that's good for the Falcons, but technically, you know, I, I mean, who knows what will happen moving forward.
1: Yeah. And I, I will say I'm looking at his total points. He's two points, less than two points behind TJ Hawkinson to be the number Mm -hmm. four tight end. And he's a little over six points back from Gasecki. So there's, I mean, there's no reason to think he can't end up a top five tight end. And if you think, Oh yeah. If you thought at the beginning of the season, like thinking about the tight ends in the league, I can name four real quick, four real quick, Kelsey, uh, Kittle, Andrews and Waller. If you thought, oh, Kyle Pitts is going to finish behind those four guys, for example, you'd think, yeah, he's already the fifth best fantasy tight in the league as a rookie. Yeah, I think he has. Races in my, opinion, I would have said that. So yeah. yeah, I think if he can finish top five, you know, you have Kelsey and Andrews above him.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't shock me, and I think yeah, he would have filled his potential.
2: Yeah, and the also the crazy thing if you actually watch the game. Um his two biggest catches last week he did against cornerbacks. Like yeah. Normally it's like oh tight end they get great matchups cuz they're matched up against a linebacker. He was flanked out and he had a cornerback guarding him and he still caught the ball.
0: He's a wide receiver. I mean it it's he's built like a wide receiver. It's crazy.
2: But he can play the tight end which makes yeah. him just a nightmare.
0: So
1: yeah, I think he was the fourth tight end taken. So like I think you had Kittle above him and then Waller and Kelsey. So like if he finishes fourth, that's about where you would have expected him. I, I drafted Mark Andrews five pick, four picks after Kyle Pitts. So like and then T G Hawkinson was taken another three picks later. So yeah, if he finishes fourth to fifth to sixth, like that's about yeah, where that's right in that range, people yeah. would have would expect him to be. So yeah, like I think he's well on his way. And then, and then, just another quick note on that. Robert Tanyan was picked uh, eleven picks later. Logan Thomas, twelve picks later. Noah Fant, probably twenty, eighteen, twenty picks later. So, like, yeah, he's going to probably be better than all of those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is about where you would have expected. And yeah, I think he will finish the league as a top, finish the season, excuse me, as a top five tight end, probably.
2: Yeah, that's great. Good stuff. All right, John, what do you got? Top performers for week seven. Yeah,
0: so first guy, (laughs) Kamara, the first guy is uh, Tua. I can't say his last name. Tago Vailoa, is that right? Mm -hmm. Tago Vailoa. Tago Vailoa. Tago Vailoa. Tago Vailoa's. Uh, Tua's Tago Vailoa's. Exactly exactly he had 291 yards four touchdowns four rushes for 29 yards and he threw two picks so and he scored 25.9 points um and he was on the bench and actually he outscored uh lamar jackson for cooks and on the bench So that was interesting he he looked pretty good i didn't get to watch a ton of that game but he looked good um and then we talked about jamar chase already but man he had eight receptions on 10 targets 201 yards so he got the double bonus um and one touchdown for thirty six point one points, and one funny thing out in Jamar Chase. <clears throat> okay, February fourth, twenty seventeen, Jamar Chase commits to the Kansas Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. February twelfth, twenty seventeen, Jamar Chase decommits from the Kansas Jayhawks. Might might have been the best decision he made in those eight days right there. Oh, yeah cool. so
1: just a little little inside uh baseball for you guys there uh lsu less miles while he was there originally wanted jamar chase to play cornerback um and so jamar chase who's from louisiana didn't want to play cornerback he wanted to play wide receiver so he was going to go to kansas and then less miles got fired and ed orgeron comes back and he's like nah dude we're gonna have you play some wide receiver so he came to lsu
0: did he, did that, was that when Les Miles went to Kansas? That he, no, no, this okay. was,
1: uh, that was just where he was going he, to go.
2: He took a break for a few years or something before he went to Kansas, right? Okay. I think so.
1: Yeah. This was before, like I said, he was yeah. committed to Kansas when Les was at LSU. Les gets okay. fired. Ed O takes over as interim and then full time and says, no, you're going to play wide receiver. And then, um, the rest is history. He was the best wide receiver in college football by a mile and probably one of the best ever two years ago.
2: And I would right. say just, just the story around him, like it was so funny to hear people talk about, oh, he's had a, a year off from football. He can't catch a pass in, in preseason, and then for him to come out and just perform the way he's performing. Is, yeah, just incredible. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, he's really, I get he's the number one receiver in the Bengals offense. When, to start the season, it was really, he's going to be the number three behind Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd has really fallen off. Yeah, he has. And, I mean, Chase is, I guess,
1: he he is the guy. Well, I will say, T. Higgins was targeted 15 times on Sunday. Okay, okay. I didn't... Um, He obviously didn't convert a ton. He only had seven catches for 62 yards, but... He was still targeted fifteen times, and then he was hurt for a couple games. But he's had games of five, ten, seven, six, and then fifteen targets. So um, I, I still think Jamar Chase is the the biggest weapon on that offense by far. But I do think it seems like the Bengals want to force feed D Higgins and get him involved a little bit more um, than he has been.
2: Yeah, I was trying to look at their target share. Um, Does anyone have Tyler Boyd close by they can pull up?
0: I'll try to look.
2: I was curious to see. Um, Here we go. I mean, he's had a a high of 11 targets. He's had nine targets, seven targets. I mean, they're kind of evenly distributing it. He just hasn't really had the points to come with it.
1: Yeah, Mark is just a better player. Like he just is. The guy's amazing.
2: He, he def What's helping him as far as fantasy relevance and points is he's getting in the end zone, and he consistently, like every week. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I mean, he is. He is obviously. But I, I think by far, I don't know if y'all would say this. He's the rookie of the year. I think Najee Harris is close in that conversation, but.
0: Would you? I think agree? it's got to. I mean, I think it's got to be Jamar Chase right now. Even with Najee Harris.
1: Yeah, the Bengals right now are the number one seed overall in the AFC. Yeah. It, it's Jamar Chase. Like, unless the Steelers can, you know, go on a huge run and we'll be relevant in the postseason discussion, I think until that happens, it's Jamar Chase. So,
2: yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, any final thoughts on takeaways power ranking or player rankings or top performers
0: nope let's move on to power rankings
2: all right well let's hop into the fl ffl week seven power rankings will what you got for us
1: yeah uh number one we have a change at the top just kidding it's still chubby girls.
0: <laughs> i was about to say
1: No, no way.
0: Although I do think you could justify it, but...
1: You You, you probably could justify it. I actually agree with that. But... Cooper Cup scored almost 40 points. Jamar Chase scored 36 points. Robert Tanyan, who has not been very good, still came up with 16.3 points. I mean, this team's just really, really good. Um, They've got really good wide receivers. We kind of talked about Tyler Lockett uh, and how, you
2: Mm -hmm. know... He might
1: be a trouble spot until uh, Russell Wilson gets back. And then the running backs we talked about, Melvin Gordon only scoring 11, being outscored by Javante Williams, and then Chuba Hubbard scoring less than 10. Now they still have um, Nick Chubb on the bench hurt. But, yeah, I think when you have Jamar Chase and uh, Cooper Cup, both of those guys, it's going to be tough to not win. You know. So we'll see what happens. Uh they were actually outscored by my number two team this week in Cooks. Um, and I'll get to them in just a second. But this team for now is gonna stay number one. They're undefeated. They've been great. They kind of played a uh less than stellar competition this week, but it doesn't matter. They were gonna win regardless. So
2: Yeah, and, and this is with Patrick Mahomes only having seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna be normal.
1: No. No. So uh, next, the team that actually outscored him and who has been uh, number two for a couple weeks now, uh hold my cooks. Um, you know, they they have a hole or two as well. Um, but generally they're deeper, right? So this week Miles Standard only scored three point seven, but Kareem Hunt's on the bench. Tyree kill, Mike Evans are solid. They have Mike Williams on the bench. Uh Chase Edmonds you could do better at flex probably than Chase Edmonds with ten points this week, but he has generally been good. And Goski's been a nice revelation at tight end, scoring twenty one and a half points this week. So they had a really nice week. Lamar Jackson has continued to produce. Uh, you mentioned two outscored him this week, but I don't think that's gonna be the uh
0: Standard. No, it didn't play the normal. I just, it just thought it was an interesting, you know. Yeah, it is.
1: Well, but, Lamar,
2: uh, Lamar is on bye next week, so Tua will have to start for this team.
1: Right. Yeah. So we'll see how Tua can do. Um, but yeah, this, will, this is a good team. They don't, they have less holes than Chubby Gurley, I think. Uh, but we'll see if the if Chubby Gurley's star power will over um, will be too too tough for Cooks to deal with. So. We'll see that as that goes on. Next, uh, I do not think this team is very good. But like I said, at some point, you have to factor in the record. And this team is two games better than the next team in the standings in their division. So they will almost automatically make the playoffs, assuming they can kind of keep it close. They have a 96% chance to make it right now. That team's run DMC.
2: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Big, big jump.
1: Yeah, big jump. And again, I do not think this team is very good but they are almost guaranteed a spot in the playoffs at this point. They had a nice win this week over Town Fellas. Alvin Kamara had a good week. Their third highest score was Joe Mixon with 11.9. Like I said, I do not like this team. They're eleventh in points for, but they just somehow keep winning.
0: Listen, here's the deal with this team, though. They were about to lose to Lance and if Kamara hadn't gone oh, off. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were going to lose if he just hit his average or whatever. Like... And then he went off and they won, but I mean.
1: Yeah, no, look, again, I do not like this team, but they are almost guaranteed, unless they have just a complete implosion and lose the rest of their games, which is completely possible because they're 11th in points four, mm-hmm. they're going to make the playoffs. So, and,
2: and, and I will say, I respect and appreciate you moving them up because they're winning. They're finding ways, even right. though it may not pan out over the long haul. Currently, right now, they're they're up there. But if that's that's ten, where if I had,
1: if I had, if I had ten thousand dollars to bet, I would not bet on this team to win the league. Exactly. However, they will make the playoffs almost assuredly.
0: Right, yep. but but Will, like you've said, these are not standings, these are power rankings.
1: Of course. But at some point you gotta factor in. This team just keeps winning. Schedule
2: um, our wins like, and losses. Yeah. Like you know, like
1: <clears throat> My team, for example, I think is much better than Run-DMC. They have they have about 50 points more in points scored. They have 160 points. My team has 160 more points against than Run-DMC. I think my team is better, but I'm sitting here in 10th place in the league, and they're number two. That has to matter at this point in the season.
0: I understand that. I just want to. I want to throw something out here about this team real quick because I, I have uh, this these stats. This website that you can sync our league to. Run DMC versus each individual other schedule, like versus Will's schedule, they'd be two and five. Versus Matthew's schedule, they'd be zero oh and seven. Versus Daddy Kyle's schedule, they'd be three and four. No keepers, two and five. My schedule, two and five. Funky Town, two and five. Chubby Girlies and and Cooks, they'd be five and two. Like they are now, gangsters, Big Easy, they'd be two and five. Birdman, they'd be one and six. So you're saying that I've had the toughest schedule. That's what I heard. That's all I heard. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying Run DMC, and if Run yeah. DMC had your schedule, they'd be zero and seven. Now, other people, other people on, having your schedule wouldn't be that, you know, that gotcha. way. But yeah, that's interesting.
1: I, I I completely understand what you're saying, Lassie. This team is not good. I agree with you a thousand percent. But again, they're first in their division by two games. Two games in hand. And that's a big deal, yeah. And that's a big, big deal. They are almost assuredly going to make the playoffs. Now, if they lose the next two, Matty Ice, CMC, and Daddy Kyle all win. They automatically drop to fourth because they're not going to make up that gap in points four. Okay, now we're probably talking about them being back down to ten. But for now, they're two games up on the next base next team in their division so yeah no
0: and i i've been okay. a long i've been an advocate before of hey a winner is is a win is a win is a win i just am growing in my you know thoughts about power rankings and fantasy football so well and again that. that's
1: why at the beginning of the season this team was way down low in the power rankings but somehow they just keep winning and again if i had a, if i had a million dollars i would not bet on this team to win the league i think my odds are really good there but yeah in the power rankings, they're five and two first in their division and two games up with a 96% chance of making the playoff according to ESPN, so, which is fourth highest, by the way, and they're third in the power rankings. So, Crazy. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Big Easy. Uh, this team is Derrick Henry. I mean, I don't really, yes. know. I don't really <laughs> anyway. know what else to say about this team. Like, I think they're a decent team, blah, 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 blah. This team is Derrick Henry. Like, uh, you know, who are we kidding? Now, A.J. Brown had a great week this week. Kyle Pitts is stepping up. We talked about Kyle Pitts earlier. I think this team has a chance to even be even better. Um, I don't think they can quite contend at the level of uh, chubby girlies and hold my cooks, but I would not be shocked if, they, if Kyle Pitts continues to produce, then we might really start looking at this team being a championship contender, which is a far cry from where they were at the beginning of the year when they were really, really struggling, and it seemed to be only Derrick Henry. With AJ Brown coming on and Kyle Pitts coming on, this team is is a force. So, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: next we have Gangsters. I, I would. This is probably the most surprising to me when you just look at their roster. Like DeAndre Swift is one of your starting running backs. David Montgomery is the other one. Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's got a high floor, but it's probably fifteen points. No, we talked about this last week. It's like twenty-two points every week, like clockwork. Um, Really nice win this week against another pretty solid team in Matty Ice and the boys. Um, Leonard Fournette continues to be a solid fill-in for um, David Montgomery, who was pretty good to start the season. Uh, He might have lost a spot to Leonard Fournette, though. He scored 17 points this week, which is fine. They need another answer at wide receiver. Maybe that's Michael Thomas when he gets healthy because uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been in their lineup a couple times recently, and he's just not. He's not cutting it. So, um, but yeah, that's number number fourteen, Gangsters. No five, sorry, Gangsters are five. Uh, number six, Matty Ice and the Boys. Man,
2: fell fell pretty far. But...
1: Yeah, tough tough loss this week. Uh, Mike Davis stinks. Uh, Miles Gaskins with an S uh, had a nice week this week. Devonta Adams is solid. Cortland Sutton was a little bit down, but DK Metcalf that that huge was an 82-yard touchdown catch in the first quarter or whatever it was, was quite nice and much needed.
2: But let me, let me stay on that point for a second. The first drive of the game, or, or maybe it was the second, you have one reception, you score a touchdown, and have 87 yards or 86, 84, whatever it was. You would think as the manager, this is my last player to play, I've got a chance. He's going to give me the opportunity to have a chance. And he has one more catch the entire game. Yeah, it's
1: tough. But again, I, 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 I think
2: I could have won the week if it was just, it was, it was awesome. That's
1: the, that's the problem with being a Seattle wide receiver right now. It is, it is. You're really hamstring And like DK Metcalf's a great player. He's going to make a play for you. But it's difficult to imagine he's going to make enough to be like what you need to push you over the edge without Russell Wilson. With Russell Wilson. He's amazing, but somebody's got to get in the ball. Geno Smith's not very good, so
2: that's true.
1: Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, I think I mentioned him. Not a great week this week, but Corey Davis on the bench, someone to watch out for. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the season, he's sitting number thirty-two. Solid flex play for for a wide receiver. So, uh, well, and I think
0: Jerry Judy's supposed to come back this week, which I wonder if uh, that'll affect Cortland Sutton as, as well.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm curious how that one works out. So I got
2: Deontay Johnson, though, sitting on the bench. He was on a bye.
1: Right, right. Yep. Okay. Um, next, we have uh, no keepers. No keepers. So uh, they are sitting, I think, in sixth and points four for the season. Um, so <laughs> that's pretty nice. Had a tough loss this week. Um, Godwin was great. Brady was good. Carter has been a nice fill-in for this team. Mm-hmm. Um he's had a couple decent weeks the last several weeks while Chris Carson has been hurt. So uh not not bad. Kenyon Drake also had a decent week on the bench, but the, their defense scored minus six. That's kind of tough, tough bill to swallow. Um they need some help at wide receiver. Diggs can fill that in, but their flex, Boyd has been just okay. Maybe Sterling Shepard's the answer, or Kenyon Drake, or maybe you move Kenneth Gainwell to the flex whenever Chris Carson comes back. I don't really know what to do with this. Gainwell,
0: team. Gainwell will be a little bit better with Miles Sanders being out for a little while.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I
2: think Gainwell's a little sneaky play. I mean, he's, I think he's got the ability to play well.
1: Yeah, so, but I, th- I think this team will, they're two and five, uh, but I do think they will end up making the playoffs. Uh, They're a good team, generally. They're currently in ninth, but they've scored more points than one, two, three, four teams in front of them. So I think they will eventually sneak into the playoffs. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We kept Omar from himself a week ago. Let's just reflect on that for a second.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He has since ghosted me and has not, has refused to want to trade at all. Like, he isn't even responding, so... Honestly,
1: you fleeced him? I don't blame him. He's got (laughs) to tread carefully. No, this was...
0: It was his idea. I understand,
1: Lassie. I understand what you're saying, and I'm sure you were very nice about it, but the fact of the matter is... He's
2: he's gun-shy
1: right now. Well, and he should be. He got totally fleeced. Even if you were completely transparent with him, Lassie, which I believe you were, Yeah. he just... He made a bad choice, so... Good job, league. I commend you guys for vetoing that terrible trade because it was a terrible trade. We talked about what he also had on the table last week. What could have been? Anyways. Now, will
0: are you have you changed your tune a little bit about vetoing trades? Because you got really mad at the league a few a few years ago when we vetoed a trade that you did. That okay, so I, I can
1: I can address that right now. The trade that I did last season was still a fair one. I don't remember what it was, but I remember looking at it at the end of the season and being like, Jervis would have come out ahead because of the injuries or whatever that we were dealing with. Uh, and generally, I don't like to veto trades. Like, if it's even close, I'll let it go. But again, I, I went through the math this past week. This was not even close. No, when I, I, I get that. Away, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So
0: I just was curious because, you know, I, I mean, I, I think some people think, you know, you shouldn't veto unless there's like proof of collusion or there's like a guy just completely giving up or something, you know, um, other well, people are like, like, no, veto up. if it's uneven. So this
1: looked like giving up. That's how <laughs> bad it was to me. And if was Omar like, yeah. was,
0: if his, if his record was completely defeated, I would agree. But, it, you know, he, I mean, last week when he did that trade, two he and was four. two and four, which isn't, I mean, you were two and four last week. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Omar was, I think, just outside the playoff picture 2-4. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree. But it looked like he was giving up. It looked yeah. like he – especially with what I had offered him. I think when I looked at what I offered him versus what he was getting, I was like, there's something going on here. Omar doesn't want to give it to me, or I don't I don't know. But, I mean, Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb, I mean –
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not going to, I'm not arguing that the trade was better by any means. It was not. I just, in general about veto, vetoing trades. I know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Again, my trade
1: last year with Jervis, if I recall, would have worked out in Jervis's favor last year, which is what I was saying last season.
2: Yes. As we get back to the power rankings, quick question for you, Will. Try, Try to keep us on subject. Have we already eclipsed the playoff, uh, like who you think is going to make the playoffs in your power rankings so far? Where you're at?
1: Uh, well, at, at certain spots, yes. Like Chubby Girlies, DMC, and Cooks, I think are almost assured of like well, as, spots. as as
2: far yeah. as your power rankings, the people over this line will make the playoffs. Under this line, won't? No, where? because
1: okay. because you know I'm two and five, but I'm only two games back of Gangsters. Okay, who's who's in fourth?
0: So uh, when will when you finish the power rankings I want to talk about uh this this website that I did the schedule comparison also does playoff odds so we can talk through a little bit of that real quick.
1: Yeah, so. I mean I I I bet a, a lot of money that Girlies and Cooks are going to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh I bet a pretty solid amount that DMC Gangsters and Big Easy are going to be in. Big Easy probably more than any other team on there I think is going to be in. And so that's 6 right there. That yeah. means
2: there's only two spots. Right, right. And, that's,
1: and that's the problem, right? Because, like, my team, for example, I think it's probably better than, let's see, I think it's probably better than, mm, I mean, definitely you- DMC, for sure. Maybe Gangsters. I'm not adding points four, but I had two really bad weeks. Week one and then this past week were really terrible, but I think generally my team might be better. But yeah, I mean, I'd like to hear that, because I'm curious what, what happens, but... Yeah, that's the problem, right? Because 'Cause I'm two and five and my, my window for making the playoffs it's is is very quickly. narrow. Yeah, yeah, it's very narrow. So well who we got next in power rankings? Uh did I do keepers? Did keepers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Millennium Falcons are next. Um you know, they're tenth in the standings. Uh they're ahead of Daddy Kyle in points four, ahead of CMC in points four, ahead of Birdman and Fucky Town Fellas, so um, I think they're a better team than a lot of those, and they're only one game back of a lot of those teams, if not all of those teams. One game back of all of those teams, yeah. So, bye week uh, really
2: really hurt this team this week. Yeah,
1: yeah, especially with Najee out and Saquon still injured. You mm-hmm. know, if Saquon would have been in, maybe it would have changed. I don't think it would have changed the outcome this week just because I had to stream a defense and the Jets gave up negative 11 points. Yeah, that's a bummer.
2: When you get negative 0.2 from your running back, that's that's pretty tough.
1: Right. but well, my, my point is if Saquon would have been healthy, maybe I, yeah. I would have subbed A.J. Dillon for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know, yeah, It might have changed something. But I, I think this week was kind of a wash regardless. Just losing your best player, Najee, and C.D. Lamb is probably your – I wouldn't say best receiver because Holler, Brennan, and Devo have been great. But it, the person I would have played in my flex, you know, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. tough. And he's much better than T. Higgins. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, next we have CMC again. This team just needs Christian McCaffrey back. Um, lost three straight. That's very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they get CMC back, uh, I think this, I think this team can seriously contend for a playoff spot if they can get a win or two with CMC out. But that's they've lost three straight. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Next we have Daddy Kyle. Uh, Daddy Kyle's probably 60 or 70 points behind the last three teams I mentioned, Keepers, Falcons, and CMC. So they're clearly not as good a team as the three that are just above them in the power rankings. And, again, they're only one game up on Keepers and the Willenium Falcons. So they need to watch out. They need to keep stacking wins uh, as long as they can, and especially while Christian McCaffrey's out. This team needs to get wins and try and distance themselves from CMC so that when McCaffrey gets back, CMC doesn't make a run on him. Uh next we have uh final two, Bird and Funky Town. You know, Bird and Funky Town are are lower in points for, but they're still above teams like run DMC and that's basically it. So
0: oh and Daddy Kyle. Was um, it that order, Bird and then Funky Town?
1: Yeah, Bird and then Funky okay. Town. Um so both, so both two and five, just struggling, not scoring a ton of points, etc. Hmm.
2: I was gonna say. So maybe throwing out a scenario, kind of playing this out for for a team to use. We'll use DMC for the example. They're you're saying they're four and two, right? Is they're five. They're two? five and two. They're five and two. Yeah. But but say because they're so low in points, four. If they were to go on a three to four week losing streak. I mean, they probably have lost their playoff spot, well,
1: it right? depends right, So right now, the playoffs cut off with uh Daddy Kyle at three and four, so that's a two game buffer between d m c and Daddy Kyle. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Daddy Kyle is not as good a team as the two teams directly below it in the standings, no keepers, and the William Falcons, who are both two and five so if I assume that <clears throat> the William Falcons and no keepers are going to make the playoffs ahead of daddy Kyle, which I think is probably a fair assumption, at least as of now, that means that DMC has a three game buffer over no keepers and the William Falcons. So you mentioned the next three or four weeks, they would have to lose all three games over the next three weeks. And either no keepers or William Falcons will need to have win all three games. And a team like daddy Kyle would need to win two of the three games like That's a lot that needs to happen in order for DMC to fall out of the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my point. Like they, they have such a good record in spite of their ridiculously low amount of points scored and bad team, quite frankly um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to not have them in a spot where it's like, okay, they're probably secure, probably secure in their playoff spot. Mm -hmm. So.
2: And we have five weeks left. How many weeks we got left of regular season?
1: Let me check that real fast. Eight. I'm trying uh, to kind of figure out I my head. I think we have seven.
2: Seven. Okay. We I mean, go so,
1: to week 14. Yeah, which should a, make sense. through to playoffs. There's still 17.
2: There's still a lot that can happen. Yeah, uh, yeah there's there left. There
1: yeah. is, and I I do think like to your point, honeycut. <clears throat> now ESPN gives. Uh, DMC a 96% chance of making the playoffs and to make up four games or three games really for like a team like No Keepers or the Falcons or even Birdman or Funky Town because they have more points than DMC over seven weeks it's still quite a bit because they would need to win more like four out of seven and run DMC would have to lose six out of seven for that to happen mm. to make up like that's a lot so yeah
2: it is that is all right.
1: This is the power rankings.
2: Well, if you just win, you ain't gotta worry about it. So focus on that. Well, uh, thank you for the power rankings. Will uh real quick, John, you wanna kinda give us some of the what you were talking about as far as percentage and stuff.
0: Yeah, so these these calculate I'm not sure how, what ESPN does to calculate it. This thing and I put it y'all you'd have you're gonna have to zoom in on the document, the um, Google Doc, but I put it at the very bottom if you wanted to try to zoom in. It's just a small picture. Um but it says, these odds are calculated purely from the history of each team's scores this year, doesn't take into account projections or buys, uh, and uses data to run 10,000 Monte Carlo simulations of each matchup given a team's average st- score and standard deviation. So the percentage that each team will finish, like the percent chance that each team pr- finishes first through 12th. So um, can you all hear me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, for example, Chubby Gurley's um, has a – has uh, this says 0% chance of finishing seventh or worst. They are a lock, basically 100% chance to make the playoffs. They will be 93% chance to make first place, 0.22% to be second place, five point eight one eight to be third place, et cetera. So if you look at the total percentages, Daddy Kyle has the worst chance to make to make the playoffs, he's at twenty-one point seven eight percent. To make the playoffs, uh, the William Falcons is forty-three point nine five percent. Maddie Ice and the Boys is eighty-eight point two five two percent. Run DMC, we've talked about him, eighty-two percent. So again, it's just one aspect, one way you could calculate it. Um, you know, not not necessarily for sure or anything. It doesn't like say like if Daddy Kyle won the rest of his games, he would make the playoffs. You know what I mean? But um, Anyway, just interesting that, you know, you have, you can see here kind of their total of the very last column is, is their total chance, percent chance to make the playoffs according to this simulation.
2: Interesting. So when it says 32.2 for me of second, it's saying that I have the highest percentage chance to finish second place. Is that what that's saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
0: So again, yeah, I mean uh, it again, it's it's basing it off of your average score and and then like a standard deviation like saying, you know, whatever that is, saying your average score is 130 every week and you'll deviate 10 points either positive or negative from that. And so it does yeah. 10,000 simulations each of your on all of your matchups moving forward and it says you win x number of those which would make you be finished second place or whatever. Does that make sense? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I like that one much better. Gives me a higher probability. <laughs>
0: getting yeah.
2: second place. But uh, that's really cool. Cool to look at. Disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing, John.
0: Yep. I want to do a trade talk real quick and then by weeks before we get into ma- matchup yep. previews. Let's get, let's get
2: into matchups.
0: So there was one trade this week. It was uh, t- uh run run CMC traded Josh Jacobs and Terry McLaurin to daddy Kyle for the bane of uh, Honeycutt's existence uh, and Calvin Ridley. Um, and so wanted to know y'all's thoughts on that. I'll give you my thoughts real quick. Um, on it, uh, I, I wanted mostly. I wanted out of the Josh Jacobs business. I think um, I just didn't didn't love him. I thought I thought actually Patterson gave me a better better trade piece down the road than Jacobs. No one really was ever interested in Jacobs, so I thought I should take it while I had the chance. Um, Ridley has had ten, eleven, thirteen, and ten targets in his last four games, so I think the volume's there, but it's not translating to points yet. I hope. Um, I'm hoping with Kyle Pitts being better uh that it'll take some attention away from ridley um he seems i feel like Ridley does a lot of the a lot of damage when he's not the guy you know last year with julio ridley did really well um when he's not getting all the attention um daddy kyle wouldn't take amara cooper in the trade that's who i was trying to trade jacobs and cooper for um and then i I had a little bit of a fanboy moment because i do listen to uh, one other fantasy football podcast the fantasy-focused podcast from ESPN. And one of the main guys on there, Matthew Berry, he has this texting thing that he'll he'll answer questions when he gets to it. So I actually texted him and said, Hey, Matthew Berry, would you do this trade? And he said, You know what? I really would. I I really don't like uh, Josh Jacobs moving forward. So I I had a little bit of a fanboy moment because he responded to my text. I thought that was pretty cool. Picks. Um, But I might have lost this trade. We'll see. Picks. Picks, picks of the text. Pick oh, oh picks the, of the text. Sorry, I was yes. like, "What picks of
2: the text?" Sorry. Yeah, we awesome need. Uh, we need to make sure it was real. Yeah. Awesome uh, I, I have two uh, two takes on this. Um, the things I like is op- is obvious. Patterson is playing way above what he was drafted as, and I, I don't see it not continuing. And Ridley, I think, is going to continue to form better than he has. The two thing, the, the thing that I don't like is that you are now Falcons heavy with two players. And I know that you may trade one of them or something, but I that's not a stock I would really want to buy into is the Falcons. Um, And I am a huge fan of Terry McLaurin, and I think he's getting even better. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Josh Jacobs. Totally agree with that take. Not the biggest fan. You've tried to trade him to me a bunch of times, and I'm like, I don't want him.
0: <laughs> you and Will both, and neither will yeah. you like him.
2: Yeah. And so I'm just kind of down on him. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think it all centers around how well Patterson continues to play.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing about Jacobs too, and who knows if it's a pattern, but the last two games, Kenyon Drake has been way more involved than he was under John Gruden. And so I, you know, they paid him a lot of money to come to to Vegas. So I wonder if, you know, the Mm -hmm. new staff, um, whoever's calling the plays, um, you know, I wonder if they're like, hey, we need to get this guy more involved. Um, and so that's going to obviously impact Josh Jacobs moving forward. Um, ultimately, I like I said, I I didn't like Josh Jacobs. No one else really would take him um, except Omar. Was I trading Omar to Josh? No, I wasn't even trading Josh Jacobs to Omar. Um, I thought Cordell Patterson, you know, it's a risk, but it was something that I was willing to take and and – I think Ridley has been underperforming from where he should be and, and where he'll finish the season, so you know mm-hmm. but I did have to give up McLaurin. that was tough. I didn't want to, but
2: i mean since you were in this trade, any inside information as far as it, were there any other options you had to not give up mclaurin or
0: no, he didn't he was pretty he was pretty firm on um i'm pull up I'm looking at my texts with him. If there was just any other way to try to keep McLaren, obviously I would have tried.
2: But other than that,
0: well, I'd it's hard. It's hard. Like, what have you given up to? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, like yeah. a, a Cooper and a Pittman because those are really my other other like trade pieces that are are semi valuable. You know. Mhm. Yeah. So, um, that's weird. That All sense. My text got deleted from Kyle. I don't know why. That's strange. <laughs> Uh, Will, oh, any is. take
2: on it, on the trade?
1: No, I mean, I think I think this is – like, if you believe in Calvin Ridley upside, uh-huh. and you which, you know, it's easy to do. It's easy to believe in Calvin Ridley upside. And you believe in Cordero Patterson being three-quarters of the player he's been, this is a no-brainer, you know. But I also think Daddy Kyle gets a nice return with Josh Jacobs, who's been good and terry mclaurin who has also been pretty good like i think daddy kyle short sure, sure up his lineup a little bit more um and it sounds like he probably wanted out of the quarter on patterson club yeah to get something for patterson
2: i mean he just got him though i mean i don't even know if he played in his lineup did he
0: i don't know if he did either um so another another option was gonna be I'd offered Cooper and Jacobs for Patterson and Ridley. He said no. He said he would do that if it was Patterson and Mooney and I was like, I'm not gonna give up to get Mooney. I don't think Mooney is that good. Oh and, no, then, no. and then he said, or I do Patterson and Ridley for Jacobs, McLaren and Cooper. And I was like, uh no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so
1: Hey, I have a quick note. I just got your text from Matthew Barry, which is hilarious. Why does he talk about A.J. Dillon here? Because he says A.J. Dillon is averaging over 11 carries a game in his last three. This was before this week. I think A.J. Dillon had negative two this week. So why did he bring up A.J. Dillon? And, boy, was he wrong about him.
0: Yeah, he he has some misses for sure. Let me see what he, he was saying. Um Oh, no, This was it was like a poll. So he said, AJ Dillon's averaging over 11 carries a game in his last three. I think he's going to be a thing and curious if you agree. Text back with a yes, AJ, or no, AJ, if you think he's the real deal for the rest of the season. Well, so he I was held on to him. question.
1: Yeah, I, I played him because I thought, hey, maybe he had three <laughs> carries for six yards, one reception for two yards, and he got negative 0.2 points. Did, <sighs> did he
0: fumble or something?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Just yeah. a rough showing.
1: Pretty bad.
0: Yep. Anyway, we can uh, – so bye weeks real quick. We can do that, and then we can get into matchups. Um, only two teams on bye this week, the Raiders and the Ravens. So Raiders, you have Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, uh, if he's fantasy relevant. you know He's been good the last two weeks. And then the Ravens, obviously, Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. I forgot Mark Ouch. Andrews. Ouch. So –
2: yeah, I mean, not not as big of a bye week, but still two teams on bye. Some teams are going to be affected by that. Yep. All yeah. right. You want to get into some matchups? To, let's get to the matchup previews. Let's make some predictions. Okay, going so last. Go, we'll, last will
0: can go last. I'll go first. Honeycutt, you can you can be in the middle. Um, gotcha. So, uh we got first up No Keepers League versus Gangsta's Paradise. I'm going to pick Gangsters in this one. I think uh, it's a tough one to pick, though, because, you know, No Keepers has Brady, Eckler, and Diggs, who have been a really former nice core for him. Godwin is a great uh, wide receiver, too. Definitely has, um, you know, on the high end of wide receiver twos, I think he's been producing. Hawkinson's been good the last two weeks. But Gangsters has Jalen Hurts, who has, as we talked about, the probably the best fantasy floor of a quarterback, maybe. Uh DeAndre Swift and Kelsey as their core. Hopkins really can go off at any point. And Kadarius Toney, when he's healthy, has looked really good. And is Michael Thomas gonna play this week? Um and if he does, will he be the Michael Thomas we all remember? Maybe. I think Gangsters wins this one and I think Hertz has his first game over thirty points. Hmm. He's playing the he's playing the Lions, so
2: interesting. Uh I'm gonna go with Gangsters. Keeping it short, sweet, simple. Gangsters.
1: Keepers. Eckler. Big. Big. Hey. He right. had a bad week two weeks ago, coming off a buy. How big? big? Let's go 35. Wow. Holy big. Boy. Big. Very big.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Big deal. Um, so next we have Daddy Kyle versus Funky Town Fellas. I'm picking Daddy Kyle this week. Um, you know, both of these teams have been at the bottom of the of the power rankings for the last three weeks. Uh, Daddy Kyle obviously made a move for Josh Jacobs, but he's on bye this week. McLaren was a great value add to this team. Um, and, and by the way, just check out Daddy Kyle's wide receivers now. J- uh, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Terry McLaren. Great group of, of wide receivers, but the running backs stink um funky town on the other hand has some uh rbs that have underperformed i think with aaron jones and uh antonio gibson feeling is pretty good claypool is is a little tough to play at wide receiver two um overall though i don't think funky town has enough firepower to get the job done daddy's going to take it and funky town goes to two and six and it's at high risk of missing the playoffs
2: Yeah, um, I like Funky Town over Daddy Cow. I believe that Jones and Gibson combined outscore Mitchell and Booker by 15.
1: I like Funky Town, too. Uh, I think Dak and the offense for the Cowboys are going to put up a lot of points. I think the Vikings are also going to put up a lot of points. But I think Thielen and Jefferson are going to kind of uh, cancel each other out. Rodgers plays at Arizona. Uh High scoring. High scoring, but I do think Dak outduels Rogers here. Aaron Jones, I think, has a big game in that game against mm-hmm. Arizona. I think he'll catch at least seven passes.
0: All righty. Next up, we have Run DMC versus Chubby Gurlies are Swift. You never pick against Alabama, except when they play AM. So Chubby Gurlies is going to win this one. Uh, will Chubby lose this season? They probably will lose this season, but will it be this week? It will not be this week. Chubby has shown some weaknesses the last few weeks. The running backs are a problem with this team long term, um, as you know, uh, as long as Chubb Nick Chubb is out. Um Cooper Cup is legit and Jamar Chase looks to be unstoppable. So those two guys cover, you know, Melvin Gordon and and Tyler Lockett, um, doing doing poorly. DMC somehow has a great record, even though they have the second worst points for and third worst points against. Uh, this one's going to be an L for DMC. Chubby remains the top dog and goes 8-0. Yeah,
2: man, this is the one that took me the longest. I really, really, really wanted to pick DMC because I like the matchups, and I think the team's going to perform. But like we, like we continue to say, I can't go against Chubby until they lose. So Chubby over DMC, although at, Chubby is going to have to lose at some point they have to lose but i don't know if it's going to be this week chubby
1: we can move on okay this this is chubby I okay mean, <laughs> this is chubby right you guys you guys
0: know i get it next we have uh the big easy versus run cmc and my pick is the big easy CMC is in shambles right now. They've tried to make a few moves like we've talked about, but who knows if Patterson continues the pace that he's on. Um, He slowed down a little bit against Miami, but it was still clear that Mike Davis isn't the guy in Atlanta. Jerry Judy might be back, but we don't know what his production will be like. Big Easy has Josh Allen, Derek Henry, Kyle Pitts, A.J. Brown, and he's been surging with a three-game winning streak. Meanwhile, CMC is on a three-game losing streak, so this one's going to be a tough one for CMC to win um barring any you know practice injuries to almost all of big Easy's stars um he's going to easily take this one from cmc uh prediction although cmc loses um i think kyler is going to finish as qb1 against the packers this week and yes that does include me thinking jalen hurts will go over 30 points
2: oh okay um uh, this big easy team is rounding out to be Really solid. I think they might be the best team in the league overall. Um, and I believe they're going to beat Run-CMC. Like you said, they are in shambles and trying to recalibrate uh, as they await the return of CMC. Uh, and then also, I believe Big is going to score the most of any team in the league this week.
1: Yeah, ESPN has this as a 30-point projected difference that's big easy yeah yeah and i think kyle pitts eclipses 100 yards for the third straight week
2: nice
0: okay great uh next we have maddie ice and the boys versus hold my cooks um my pick here sorry matthew it's got i'm gonna go with cooks Matty Ice may have found a running back better than Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin, uh, or Miles Gaskins, as he likes to refer to him as. Uh, run CMC should never have dropped Gaskin. Uh, Robinson is good and DK. I don't think DK is, is drops as much as y'all think uh, with the QB situation in Seattle. I mean, I know he drops for sure because Russell Wilson is better than um, than uh, what's his name. Doesn't exactly doesn't even matter. Tyler uh Lockett. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Lockett's a lot more highly impacted by that. Um mm-hmm. but this team might not have Devontae Adams this week. It's looking like he won't. Um mm-hmm. Cooks, on the other hand, has been surging. The only weakness they really have is Miles Sanders and and they have Chase Emmons who could fill in, you know, um nicely behind Miles Sanders as as a backup. I think Cooks wins this one and I think he wins by over twenty points. Whoa. Well, I'm definitely
2: going with Matty Ice and the boys. Um, I love having Robinson back in the lineup, although I'm going to miss Adams if he doesn't play. I still think I'm going to be able to pull it out. Um, and I believe that Burrow is going to outscore uh, t- uh, Tua. So.
1: Well, that, I mean, that's for sure. Burrow's way better than Tua. So.
2: <laughs> what was that again? Say Burrow's- Say that name. Burrow
1: is way better than Tua. <laughs> you know I said Burrows as in like Burrow apostrophe S, not yes. Burrows as in you say Burrows. I
2: know, I know, okay. I know. Uh,
1: this one's easy. You, you replace Miles Sanders with Chase Edmonds and have Mike Williams fill in that flex spot. Yeah, this is this is Cooks. Give me okay. Cooks. Okay.
0: All righty, Cooks it is. Next we have um, Birdman versus uh, our very own... The Willinium Falcons. The Toilet Bowl. See, I thought, I kind of thought, um, Daddy Kyle versus Funky Town might have been the Toilet Bowl, but, um, they're both, they're both bad matches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm brutal. picking, I'm picking Birdman in this one. He has, uh, oh. his, his stellar duo of running backs back in action this week with Dalvin Cook and Zeke. Um, Dalton Schultz is also back. Uh, he is struggling at wide receiver though. Um, We've mentioned before that maybe he can trade one of his tight ends um, to get a a wide receiver. Um, The the Falcons, though, have their own bye week problems this week. Again, Najee is back, but they're without their quarterback, Derek Carr, uh, their tight end, Andrews, and their wide receiver, Hollywood Brown. Can CD replicate last game's production against a bad Minnesota secondary? Maybe. Will Saquon play? Maybe. If the answer is yes to those questions, the Falcons probably win, but I think the answer is no, and the Falcons will lose again and enter desperation mode at 2-6. and six.
2: Okay, I am going with the Falcons. You're welcome, Will. Uh, and if Gronk plays, I believe he gets back in the end zone. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons as well. I think uh, even if Saquon doesn't play, I think Javante Williams continues to produce. Not having Hollywood Brown on and Mark Andrews hurts, but the timing is decent because I do think Gronk is going to play. He's been on the cusp mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks now. So, yeah. Um, you know, Bruce Arian said on Monday he's hopeful. So if Gronk plays, and that's really the key. I think if Gronk plays, this team wins. If Gronk is out, they got to scramble to find a tight end. Javante Williams is replacing um Saquon and T. Higgins is replacing Hollow Brown. That's a lot to make up. So um, but yeah, I think if Gronk plays, this team wins, and I'm assuming he's gonna play. We go with the Falcons.
0: Yep. righty, there it is. We have um we're unanimous on Chubby and Big Easy and everything else we're different on. So
2: all right. Any update on our tracker? Like how we're doing
0: yeah so will is 17 and 19 matthew is 20 and 16 and i am 21 and 15 so matthew gained oh. a, a game on me
2: so close
0: and so close. i didn't track i i didn't know if i couldn't remember uh and i didn't write down while i listened to the pod last week if if y'all had any bold predictions but i was wrong on all three of mine so
2: i don't think i had any last week but
0: don't remember yeah. I did think that uh Big Easy would outscore No Keepers' League by fifty and he did not. It was looking like it was going to be for a while there, but <laughs> but it ended up being a better matchup so
2: yeah all right, well, let's see here any um any closing statements, closing thoughts?
0: Do you all know what scoregami is? Yes. yes, we had a scorigami this week. Tell Houston, us in Houston versus Arizona. The score was 31 to five in Arizona's favor. That has never, that score has never happened before in NFL history.
2: Wow. A first. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's a cool closing statement.
1: Well, got anything for us? No, let's just have another great week out there. Let's dominate. And let's hope that the Falcons win. this.
0: Is this halfway through our regular season? We're halfway through our regular season, aren't we?
1: I think so. We wow. have 7 games left, so this would be this would be it.
0: Wow. Congratulations nice. people, you've made it halfway. We thanks it halfway. thanks for listening if you've been listening. And did you notice I texted the group and about the the mailbag and nobody responded. So, you guys all suck.
2: Yeah, and we would love to have some questions, man. We'd love to have some other stuff to talk about. Um, thanks for joining us on this episode. Hope you get some cool stuff out of it. John, maybe hit us with how can people stay connected with us? Where can they find us?
0: Yes. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is the same, F-L-F-F-F-L underscore pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter. You can DM us a mailbag question. You can tag us uh, in, in your tweets or in your Instagram posts. You can um, like our tweets or Instagram posts. And you can email us at flfffl_pod. dot pod at gmail.com again that's fl dot pod at gmail.com same thing send us a question can literally be about anything i mean we talked about how um, great baylor is at sports we talked about um, how the seattle sounders are um, a soccer team and that that's really important to will for some reason so we can talk about whatever you want just send us send us a question we'd love to just give you a shout out and uh, talk about your mailbag questions
2: Nice. Thanks, John. Well, guys, thanks for joining FL, FFL podcast for week seven, walking into week eight. Keep it chilly, my friends.
0: Have a great week.
1: Thanks, Matthew Honeycuts and John Lassius. I'm Alyssa, the of Football Podcast.